Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Caussade, S.J. Book 2, Chapter 1, Section 3, Abandonment, a Pledge of Predestination. The state of abandonment contains in itself pure faith, hope, and charity. The state of abandonment is a certain mixture of faith, hope, and charity in one single act, which unites the soul to God and to his action. United, these three virtues together form but one in a single act, the raising of the heart to God and abandonment to his action. But how can this divine mingling, this spiritual oneness, be explained? How can a name be found to convey an idea of its nature and make the unity of this trinity intelligible? It can be explained thus. It is only by means of these three virtues that the possession and enjoyment of God and of his will can be attained. This adorable object is seen is loved, and all things are hoped for from it. Either virtue can with equal justice be called pure love, pure hope, or pure faith. And if the state of which we are speaking is more frequently designated by the last name, it is not that the other theological virtues are excluded, but rather that they may be understood to subsist and to be practiced in this state in obscurity. There can be nothing more secure than this state in the things that are of God, nothing more disinterested than the character of the heart. On the side of God is the absolute certitude of faith, and on that of the heart is the same certitude tempered with fear and hope. O most desirable unity of the trinity of these holy virtues. Believe then, hope and love, but by a simple feeling which the Holy Spirit who is given to you by God will produce in your soul. It is there that the unction of the name of God is diffused by the Holy Spirit in the center of the heart. This is the word. This is the mystical revelation and a pledge of predestination with all its happy results. Quam bonus Israel Deus, his qui rectus and corde. How good is the God of Israel to those who are right in heart. Psalm 73, 1. This impress of the divine spirit in souls inflamed with his love is called pure love on account of the torrent of delight overflowing every faculty, accompanied by a fullness of confidence and light. But in souls that are plunged in bitterness, it is called pure faith, because the darkness and obscurity of night are without alleviation. Pure love sees, feels, and believes. Pure faith believes without either seeing or feeling. In this is shown the difference between these two states. 
But this difference is only apparent, not real. The appearances are dissimilar, but in reality, as the state of pure faith is not lacking in charity, neither is the state of pure love lacking in faith nor in abandonment. The terms being applied according to which virtue prevails. The different gradations of these virtues under the touch of the Holy Spirit form the variety of all supernatural and lofty states. And since God can rearrange them in an endless variety, there is not a single soul that does not receive this priceless impress in a character, in a character suitable to it. The difference is nothing. There are the same faith, hope, and charity in all. Abandonment is a general means of receiving special virtues in every variety of different impresses. Souls cannot all lay claim to the same sort, nor to a similar state, but all can be united to God, all can be abandoned to his action, all can receive the impress that is best suited to them. All, in fact, can live under the reign of God and enjoy a share of his justice with all its advantages. In this kingdom, every soul can aspire to a crown, and whether a crown of love or a crown of faith, it is always a crown, always the kingdom of God. There is this difference, it is true. The one is in light, the other in darkness. But again, what does this signify if the soul belongs to God and obeys his will? We do not seek to know the name of this state, its characteristics, nor excellence, but we seek God alone and his action. The manner of it ought to be a matter of indifference to the soul. Let us therefore no longer preach to souls about either the state of pure love or of perfect faith, the way of delights or of the cross, for these cannot be imparted to all in the same degree nor in the same manner, but let us preach abandonment in general to the divine action, to all simple souls who fear God, and let us make them all understand that by these means they will attain to that particular state chosen and destined for them by the divine action from all eternity. Let us not dishearten, nor rebuff, nor drive away anyone from that most eminent perfection to which Jesus calls everyone, exacting from them submission to the will of his heavenly Father, and thus making them members of his mystical body. He is their head, only insofar as their will is in accordance with his. Let us continually repeat to all souls that the invitation of this sweet and loving Savior does not exact anything very difficult from them nor very extraordinary. He does not ask for talent and ingenuity. All he desires is that they have a good will and desire to be united to him so that he could guide, direct, and befriend them in proportion as they are so united. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God are guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. 
ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, mirror of the divine life, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father de Cassad, on the one hand, in tonight's reading, is telling us what is the cause of our being able to abandon ourselves to his divine providence. What makes it possible in our souls for this surrender? What makes it possible is the virtues of faith, hope, and charity. These three remain, St. Paul says to the Corinthians, but the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and charity have God, theos, as their object. That's why they're called theological virtues, God-directed virtues. How can we possibly know God as he is in himself? Because he gives us faith. How can we possibly want God? How can we lean on him for help, the, the, the mysterious God of the universe, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? because he infuses that power into us. And how can we prefer God to everything? How can we want what he wants? Because he puts into our souls the virtue, the power of divine love, charity. When does he do that? At baptism. You mean God makes it possible for us to believe in him, to hope in him, and to love him? Yes. And we can truly make contact with God by our minds and our hearts? Yes. Why? Because he gave it to us. But we have to exercise these. We have to choose to make acts of faith and love. And what Father De Cossard is saying is that's at the basis of everything he's saying. And when we are fully surrendered to God, faith, hope, and charity are at work. And he's distinguishing that there are different ways in which this abandonment is experienced. For some, there's great darkness, great pain. For others, this is kind of overflowing sweetness. And Father de Cosada is saying, don't think that this state will be experienced the same way by everyone. And don't think that just because your friend or your husband or your priest describes it in one way and that doesn't match your experience, that you're not in this state or God's not leading you into this state. And don't make the mistake of going around and telling everyone else how it is for you, as though how it is for you is the standard for everyone else. No, every soul is led to God in a slightly different way. And this mixture, it's like a divine artist mixing paints on those. There's some different proportions that God does in every soul that makes it slightly different. But what's at the basis of every union with God that happens is faith, hope, and charity. But insofar as some 
souls are more in darkness and some of them more in sweetness. This is a matter of God knowing what's best for us and how he wants to use us and how we're supposed to help others and we leave it in his hands. You see, we're not primarily interested or should not be interested in the theory of this. Or we're not so interested in understanding, studying all the characteristics of this state. Because this state of abandonment is fundamentally a seeking of God and his action. And if we're seeking God and his action, then whatever his action is doing, whatever God wants, well, then that's fine. That's what we should want. And so, on the one hand, Father de Kossad is giving us a little bit of the background. But on the other hand, he's saying, well, but don't worry too much about understanding exactly how faith, hope, and charity work. Because in point of fact, these three, although they are distinct in our souls, you can't separate them. And in fact, they flow together as one. They work together as one. How? Because the Holy Spirit is one. The Holy Spirit is at the center of our heart. And in out of these three, faith, hope, and charity, he blends a, a single kind of unction. He blends in the center of our heart a kind of impress, a kind of feeling out of these three. Just as the three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are distinct but inseparable. Just as they are not each other, the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Holy Spirit, but yet they act as one in creating the world. They act together. There is nothing more unified in all the universe than the three divine persons. There is no greater unity than the three divine persons. And so in our souls, faith, hope, and charity, although they are distinct, distinct habits, theologians tell us, there's a unity to them. And they are experienced quite often as acting together in this simple feeling that God produces in us in the center of our hearts that allows us to surrender to God. Now, who is called to this surrender? Everyone. Everyone is called to receive the Holy Spirit into the center of their hearts so that they can become, like our loving Savior, members of his mystical body, so that they can, like Jesus, Submit their wills to his heavenly Father. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.